Hello, and welcome to Back in Control Radio with Dr. David Hanscom. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Back in Control Radio with Dr. David Hanscom. I'm your host, Tom Masters, and we have Dr. Hanscom in the studio with us today. Hi, David. Hi, Tom. How you doing? Well, pretty good. And uh, you were telling me the, the title of today's episode is Fail Well. And uh, I think, you know, we many of us have heard that concept as it applies to, to business type endeavors where you have to, you, you sort of learn by failing and you try to, you know, learn and progress through the failures you experience. Uh, but how do you, uh, what does that mean in the context of someone who suffers from uh, chronic pain? Well, the key issue with all this process is that somehow we have a, an idea that life is going to be easier or better. And when, thing, when life continues to be challenging, which it always is, we become more and more frustrated with time. And the goal of being pain-free is not a realistic goal. Remember, mental pain and physical pain are the same thing. And obviously mental pain is going to keep, keep coming at us every day. So what happens is that people will read the book, they'll read the website, they're pretty excited about it. And maybe 10% of people actually go to pain-free within that first two weeks. It's remarkable, but it's not sustainable. It never is. It never will be. Same thing with me. I came out of chronic pain. And then what happens, I go back into different pathways, sometimes on a weekly basis, sometimes once a month. Sometimes I have a week or two in a row that's pretty uncomfortable. But the bottom line is when you're triggered, in other words, these pain pathways are permanent, that when you're triggered, why your pain pathways come back, period. There's a little saying in neuroscience research that neurons that fire together wire together. So anytime you get triggered by any event, anxiety or frustration, they're linked to pain pathways and the pain kicks right back up again. So... The key issue about failing well is that, okay, you're in pain. It's not great. You're having a bad day. That's fine. But what happened to me for years, I would get very angry and upset about failing because I teach a stuff. I have come out of pain. Most of the time I'm out of pain. But I went through a bit of a tailspin for quite a while where I expected to be pain-free. Life is good. But when you become attached to anything, including becoming free of pain, you become very frustrated when you fail. So since the anxiety is a sensation generated by the body's stress chemicals, when you become frustrated about failing, then you have higher chemicals, more pain. By accepting the fact that you, it's a fact, this is not a chance, is a chances that you're going to go back into pain. It's a 100% chance that you go back into pain pathways every day. But by understanding that, you become better and better at coming back out of the pathways. So really the process is one of learning how to fail. So it's a bit of a backwards process. So it's a, 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 if I understand you right, it's a way of sort of gaining wisdom in the fact about understanding that your pain will come back. You just have to be uh, recognized that that'll happen and then be ready to handle it with the different tools that you've talked about. Right, because when people look at this whole process about pain, you know, dealing with chronic pain, sort of a battle that, okay, I'm going to control things, I'm going to stay out of pain, I'm going to stay out of pain, I'm going to stay out of pain. Well, this is different. 
So the bottom line is you accept the fact that you're in pain. And by not fighting it, there's a much higher chance that you use the tools to get back out of pain much more quickly. So it's a learned skill. So it's not a fight. This is a letting go and experiencing process. I don't call this positive thinking. It's, it's more of a connected and engaged thinking. Now, here's the bad news is that when you feel bad, you actually feel worse because you're allowing yourself to feel. But you're now aware that you're feeling badly instead of suppressing negative emotions. The good news is that when you feel good, you feel much better. So you, you actually learn how to feel. You become more aware exactly what triggered you. And so you're able to be triggered less often. You don't see the whole very quickly. And for the most part, you can, you know, be pain-free most of the time. But again, it's a paradox as you accept the fact that you're going to be in pain, the chances of being in pain actually drop down dramatically. So you're, so you're really getting better at how you deal with the pain. Uh, you're, you're, yeah, you're, I'll put quotes around failing. You're failing in the sense that, uh, yeah, you're experiencing pain again, but you're, you're failing well by learning how to quickly use the tools to modify the impact of the pain so that you don't experience to the same level that you say did originally. Correct. But again, the other key issue here that emphasizes again is that the mental pain, I'm sorry, the mental threats or mental pain is the same body's physiological response as a physical threat. So we all know that life comes at us. It's always challenging. The problem is we become attached to somehow our sense of happiness and well-being becomes attached to our external circumstances. In other words, my spouse treated me better, or I had more money, or my boss was a nicer person, et cetera, et cetera, I'd be a happier person. Well, the problem is that your sense of well-being is not dependent on external circumstances. You're now at the mercy of the circumstances. So first of all, the chances of everything lining up perfectly straight and lying, that you now are perfectly content, perfectly happy, is almost zero. And then, of course, when that happens, you become anxious because you, you start going, well, when's this, when's this shoe going to drop next? So it's trying to get in, instead of trying to achieve a state of nirvana, you're actually going the opposite direction where you're simply in the soil, in the swamp. There's a book called Soulmates, by the way, that really describes this very nicely, where you just, you're sort of on the bottom and you just, life comes at you and you just deal with life as it comes at you. But again, without becoming so reactive to it, and just accepting it and dealing with it where it is. It's like playing the ball where it lies in golf. Life becomes a lot simpler because your body's up all these stress chemicals. And are there uh, particular examples you can give us of how people, you know, what uh, people can do? Let's say that I've had chronic pain and, you know, it's been good for a while, but then suddenly it comes back and I'm frustrated and, uh, what should I remind myself? You know, what should I do first to avoid turning it into a sort of a downward spiral? What I've learned to do is that I don't like being anxious, so I do suppress it, even still after 20 years of doing this. I don't like being angry, so I really suppress it. But what happens, I'll wake up and all of a sudden my knees hurt, or I have a migraine headache, or my feet start to burn. I get these physical symptoms. But it turns out that when I deal with one of these symptoms, I simply look at, okay, what, what just happened? In other words, what was the trigger that set this off? So it's about awareness. You become aware of what the triggers are. And then you become aware of those, and when the same trigger comes up again, you've now trained your brain not to react as quickly. Or maybe if it does, you can, again, practice the tools. 
So every time you go into pain, it's actually an opportunity to practice the tools. So I had two mentors, two different mentors teach me to do two different things. One of them was never waste a crisis. So when things are bad, they're bad. I've been through some serious stresses in the last couple of years. And I really had to take this to heart is that I was really angry, really frustrated, mental pain, anxiety, physical pain, the whole thing. And one of these episodes about 18 months ago took about literally two weeks to come out of the hole. I was really in a very dark hole. I didn't feel good. I wasn't sleeping. You know, the whole cycle was going at full blast. But I also remember the, the concept of never waste a crisis. So I was, quote, failing, right? I was in the hole. Mm-hmm. And then as I worked through the tools, the writing relaxation, getting back to exercising, my symptoms finally abated if I finally pulled myself out of the hole. And what happens when you come through those circumstances, you become freer. Those you're less attached to the SRL circumstances you were before you went in the hole. So when you're independent of your external circumstances for your peace of mind, you're pretty free, really free. So the concept of never waste a crisis is actually a big one for me, one of my personal mantras. The other one, which is sort of saying the same thing, is that when things are rough, it's your chance to practice the tools. Again, every time you practice the tools, like any sport or athletic event or or artistic performance with repetition you simply become better at it so the goal is not pain-free the goal is not to be ever triggered the goal is to recognize when you're triggered and recognize how where the triggers are coming from and the goal isn't necessarily to avoid the triggers and the goal is to pull put into play you know the tools to help you pull yourself back out of the hole the, avoiding the triggers is, is impossible I mean, life comes at you. There's no way you're going to avoid these triggers. And what happens, people do, in fact, probably the most common strategy that people do is that people get older, their life often becomes smaller and more controlled because they want to avoid stress. Again, living life is actually embracing stress, if you want to call it stress. Adventures, new relationships, whatever you want to do, all that's stressful. So if you want to avoid stress, avoid the triggers, it's a problem. And this isn't mind over matter because, again, you're not going to fight these patterns, fight these responses. But as you become aware that now you're triggered, okay, then I just use my tools again and again and again and again, it becomes somewhat automatic. So a lot of times you don't even realize that you've used the tools. So, again, your overall peace of mind goes up dramatically. Your creativity comes back. Your ability to move forward comes back, all which is good for your nervous system and good for your brain. And life changes dramatically. But again, it's one of the paradoxes of the DOC project. And I don't want to say the DOC project, because the DOC project is just a structure that takes in long-held belief systems and, and long-held wisdom and just represents it. But I mean, the, you know, the Himalayan masters and different teachers throughout centuries have known this for a long, long time, that pain is inevitable, suffering is op- optional. If you want to get angry and frustrated about directional circumstances, you're attached to them. So by letting go of attachment, which is a basic premise of many of the world's religions, particularly Buddhism, life is different. So, so basically, to, to use that, uh, come back to that phrase, uh, pain, pain is something that that's going to happen. You are going to be triggered, but the degree of suffering that you experience is within your control. 
Right. So this, again, one of the most paradoxical parts of the whole healing process is that you can't fight it. You can't change your brain. You're simply practicing tools that allow your nervous system to heal. And then honestly, I have to tell you that my wife might disagree with me on this one. But I am <laughs> reactive. I don't know, Tom, you know me pretty well. I think I will. <laughs> and I am I'm not about, you don't have, I mean, part of it's acceptance. I, I, the, the word acceptance to me is a little bit of a dangerous word because it's a little bit of an intellectual term. It's like you don't have to accept feeling bad. That's not true. You have to accept, quote, feeling. That's different. But nobody says you have to like the pain. It's not about positive thinking. Is it okay, I'm miserable, I'm miserable. And what do I do to you know turn the corner? Another topic we'll talk about, another thing we'll talk about in another podcast is that inevitably when I'm triggered or in pain, it's always around being in the victim mode. So the victim mode is so powerful, nobody wants to ever give it up, including myself, ever. It's a very powerful survival response. It's the most powerful sensation existing in the experience. Nobody wants to give it up. So what happens is that when I'm in pain or feeling depressed or down or anxious, it's always around being a victim. Now, I mean, I recognize that initially. So again, it's one of those learned skills, becoming aware, okay, now, yeah, I'm in a victim mode, poor me, I'm tired, or somebody hurt my feelings, and they didn't come back, you know, they didn't talk to me like they should have, et cetera. So those are all victim responses. They're just patterns, and they're survival responses. So once you can be aware of that response, then again, you just let it go. So you, you, it's basically like seeing yourself going through the response and then saying, okay, <laughs> that's what it is. I don't right. have to worry about it anymore or experience it anymore. Right. But again, the goal is not pain-free. The goal is to just simply learn to use your tools and become more and more skilled at them and become more and more aware and life changes dramatically. Well, David, I want to thank you for really uh, going into this because I'm sure lots of uh, chronic pain patients, as you say, basically all of them will, will experience pain again at some point, even if they've felt pain-free for a while. Uh, it's just a matter of it, knowing that that's going to happen and making sure you have the, the awareness and the tools so that you can uh, basically con control your response and your suffering and let go of that, let go of your uh, attachment to your victimhood. Right. Yeah, you know, one of the major paradoxes, and uh, when I still, I don't like it, <laughs> I don't like to fail, I don't like pain, but um, I, um, I'm, getting, I'm getting much better at the tools, I will, I will say that. So you're, uh, you're basically uh, modeling failing well for us. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Well, again, thank you for being with us today, uh, David. And I want to let our listeners know that we'll have another episode next week. And if you want more information on what we've talked about today or about the DOC project, you can go to www.backincontrol.com. Thanks for listening today and join us next week for Back in Control Radio.